tuned in to Beatco in the mornings, right here on Vocalo Radio, 91.1 FM. You're tuning in to Vocalo Radio, Chicago's favorite urban alternative. I'm your host, Biko, and alongside me, I got a very special guest. I mean, this lady is a very talented singer, songwriter. Uh, man, I bumped into her a long time ago, and we've reconnected. She goes by the name of Tink. How you doing? I am good. Thank you. Yes, it's good to talk to you and reconnect with you again. You were like one of my first introductions to the Chicago music scene uh, when I was doing music and I had locks and um, you were like one of the first artists to give me a chance, an opportunity, you know, so definitely want yeah. to give you your flowers on that. Yeah, that means a lot, too. Like, I remember I just remember for a long time, like you were like the first brand that definitely like was making noise in the shy. So. Congrats on everything you've been doing, too. Look, congrats to me. Congrats to you, Miss Lady. Like, seeing Thanks. how far you've, you've gone since the beginning of time, from, you know, little Tink to Big Tink, it's, it's been it's, it's been a very proud moment. <laughs> yeah, and that's the Like, a lot of people in Chicago have seen me since I was about 15, 16. Mm-hmm. So you all have really witnessed, like, my full journey, so... Definitely remember the high school days when you was, you know, uh, repping, repping the movement. You know, since the high school days, uh, of course, you've grown. And let's actually talk about, like, the time of your beginning state uh, as far as when you rem remix Chief Keef's 300 freestyle. Okay. I need about six figures. Take money like young and making moves. They might as well just take a picture. Might as well keep on the flash. That was like the start of my, you know, growth in the city because I was dropping mixtapes, like you said. I had like R&B rolling out, but when Keith kind of like, I guess he tweeted it and it, it went viral, I felt like a lot of people started tuning in. Were you shocked to see that, you know, a freestyle from you would be a moment for, you know, your, your career? Of course, of course. You got to remember, this is like 2012. So Keith was the biggest thing ever. Like in Chicago, you know, Keith was the GOAT. So just to, you know, just to see him tweet anything, it was, you know, it had me on like 100. So it was a big deal. Do you and uh, Keith have a relationship at all? No, we don't. Honestly, I've never met Keith, but it's always love. Like, you know, how, how you kind of like support people through the gram or, you know, through socials. Um, I've never met him though, but that's still my dog, you know? What? <laughs> that's, that's crazy to hear. Chicago artists I have never, I never met. But it's all love, you know? Him doing that, that tweet really like, it really put a light on me. So it's all love, forever love. Man, that's crazy to know that y'all have never met face to face, but the power of social media. Yeah, for sure. I want to jump into a time where you really transcended when you linked with um Timberland. It was a big moment. I mean, of course, for you, but I feel like for the city. Was that something that you always wanted to do as far as like what your music career was, you know, signed a big deal like that? Yeah, I think early on when I was first coming up, um, 
the dream was like to be signed for everybody. That was like the biggest thing ever being signed to a label. So of course that was my dream early on. I felt like that was the the end all. Like once you're signed, everything is kosher and like, you know, you at the top if you sign. So back then I didn't know no better. And that deal kind of like gave me so much insight on the industry. Mm-hmm. I needed through everything I went through, you know, over there at Epic. So yeah, it's like a gift and a curse. What's something you feel like you needed to go through to get to where you're at now through dealing with that situation? To me, it just showed me like, man, my my creativity and my vibe, like everything that I had built prior to being signed, it was valid. And when you sign to a label, you kind of, you know, you have to bend a little for the people, you know, in the office. So to me, it just put me like in control again. And I tightened up my business. I went and got, you know, better attorneys. Um, better management, you know, everything across the board, I had to tighten up. So it just taught me a lot. You tuned in to Beatco in the mornings, right here on Vocalo Radio, 91.1 FM. Um, you know, you work on Million with Tim. Uh, it gets put out. It does phenomenal. It lands on every single station. It got good feedback. It got negative feedback. But I feel like nobody really understood what Tink was going through at that time. So what type of like headspace were you going through, if you remember, when you released things? I was really hurt behind the backlash because, man, I was so honored and I felt like you know, this was something so like special for me as an R&B artist. Aaliyah is like the GOAT, you know, I looked up to her growing up. She was one of my idols. So, you know, it was done out of love and respectfulness. And I was really crushed when people were like, you know, I guess spilling away behind it. But all in all, I think it was just the simple fact they wanted to make sure that like Aaliyah's people were good and that they were like approving of everything. I can understand that, like, we sensitive about, you know, our idols. So I do get it. To know that, you know, you've worked with Tim, uh, one of, to me, one of my favorite producers, um, it, it always seems to amaze me. You stay linking with great producers, such as Hitmaker, you know, from Chicago. You, you, you from here, like, y'all bond. To me, it's inseparable. Do you feel like Partly the reason towards that bond was because of y'all both is from an area together that, you know, that's built on talent. Absolutely. Hitmaker is like probably one of the only producers I really like chop it up with. I'm very guarded. So with him being from Chicago, when I met him, we instantly just kind of clicked. It was like easy to talk to him. You know, he understand my language, my slang, you know, the the ideas, you know, the the vibes I want to create in the music. Yeah, that definitely play a big part. Like I think people from Chicago, we're we're so like, um, we just have a nature about ourselves. And like when we meet outside, it's always love. So hell yeah. And you know, actually previous to even meeting Hitmaker, you were on a slight hiatus after the deal uh, with, with Epic and you were you were quiet and then you rose back on the scene in 2019 and since then you just been rolling and rolling and rolling um how was it for you to to get back on the scene and also as hitmaker also part of that process that got you back out there um i was actually 
releasing albums and having you know real success uh, before I met Hitmaker. Um, but I just feel like when I went independent, you know, when I had like full control, I signed with Empire in 20, I want to say 18 or 2019. Um, but I was able to release the music that I wanted to drop. I was able to put like my videos together. You know, I was able to market it better because I'm like, I'm in control of this now. And when I went on hiatus, it's because I couldn't release music. I was frustrated. Mm-hmm. I had to get attorney. You know, I had to make some real legal decisions. And once I got cleared of my deal, it was like the world was in front of me. I, I was so grateful that I got out because a lot of people, they go through situations and it's hard to get out of your, you know, your paperwork or mm-hmm. whatever the situation. So, man, when I got the, a second opportunity, I took advantage and instantly, you know, I dropped the EP. Then I came with the album. You know, I just started working hard. What was your biggest focus after, you know, you you took your break? My, my main focus was like, man, I got to keep dropping, keep dropping. Like every year I've released an album. It's not a year that's gone by that I haven't dropped something. Um, so after the hiatus, I'm like, I'm going to over, overload them um, with music. You got voicemails, hopeless, right. romantic. Uh, oh, man, you, you definitely painted pleasure up. And it was another project you dropped last year. So Heat of the Moment was the first album with Hitmaker. It really did better than anything I could have imagined. We followed up with Pillow Talk this year. Now, you said it did better than anything you could imagine. Like, uh, yeah. what, what does that mean? What What happened? You know, my situation is so different from when I'm working alone or when I'm working with Hitmaker. I'm used to kind of keeping my music really, like, I guess, guarded. And I like to take my time with each song. So when I met him, his process is so different. He makes like 10 songs, 10 to 20 songs a day. He also works with about 10 people in the studio. So it was just a lot of, like, different things that I was learning and trying. So I didn't know what the album you know, I didn't know how it was going to hit. But of course, I was in love with the album and I knew it was heat. But it's like you never know when it's different, a different process. So I was nervous, you know, I was excited. But I was like, man, I hope they enjoy it. And they still, you know, they gravitate to it. I feel like your fans, me is one. I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> I feel like your fans and supporters has, has always stuck by your side, like uh, they your, are- your downs and ups. Man, they are so different and so loyal, too. I feel like when I took the hiatus, I was so worried, like, man, do they still want to hear this? Is, you know, do I need to go and change, you know, change my name? Or, you know, you just have those thoughts, like, is this, you know, still relatable for them? But they've been supportive the entire way. And that's what's so crazy. I'm, I got a really loyal fan base. I think I just heard you say, change your name. As an artist, we have thoughts. It's like, man... You know, every day it's like you just have thoughts about what you're doing and you always like people always judging every move. So I was thinking about it like, man, should I just reinvent everything and come back? It was a thought. Wow. I couldn't imagine you being nothing other than Tate. I'm sorry. (laughs) You never know. I think, you know, I think as an artist, man, we always reinventing ourselves. Like, I know for me, I got to be different than last year or better. Now, Pillow Talk is out. What's one of your favorite records? I don't want you to be cliche and be like all of them. For me, I think it's Ghetto Love. I know it's Ghetto Love. Uh, me and G Herbo have a song on the album. And I really love the song for his verse. I feel like, man, 
just hearing him talking his Chirac, you know, Chirac tone, uh, whatever we want to call it. No, but the song is just so fire and I relate to it because it's like, it's so Chicago, you know, and I make a lot of music. So when I hear a song, it feel like 2012, 2013, I just, I, I get attached to it. Hear Mac. Get a love, need somebody I can trust. I'm tired of living low. Oh, oh. Need a so you you know you work with Hitmaker, right? Yes. And then you work with another legend. Babyface puts out his girl's night album. I feel like that one really like struck me different. You know, Babyface, you know, my mom is like uh, the biggest fan of him. So it, the whole the whole house and the whole family was like ecstatic. But um the process was so so easy and so simple. I I, I overthink everything about him. And it was like, man, I was so nervous because he's such a legend. And I know, you know, when you walk into his studio, you see about like 20 Grammys lined up. So the pressure was on. I, I really like, you know, I really was sweating. But when I met him, man, he's such a cool guy. And um working with him, we worked for two days on the record and um it was just an easy experience working with him. I was I was so surprised. Did he reach out to you or did like the team reach out to him to make that work? Yeah, he actually reached out to me. And a lot of people don't know I was the last person to like basically tie up the album. So um, that meant a lot to me because they opened it up. I feel like they had finished the album and then he reached out and was like, you know, we want to do one more. So it was real special, real special. Shout out to Babyface. Yeah, that was very major. Any upcoming Lucy's outside of the Babyface record? Uh, what, what can we expect in like 2023? 2023 is going to be so big. Um, I'm planning a tour. Uh, but for me, with the music, I'm working on something very special. And that's all I'm going to say. But it's very special for Chicago. So, you know, take that and, you know, Hold it to your heart. I'm working on something special for the city. What's special about it? Ah, <laughs> you working? <laughs> oh man, it's it, it's it's a pleasure to you know see you again. I thank you for being genuine and supporting me in the beginning of my career. It, it meant so much. It means a lot. As you see, you know things is definitely transition, not just for me but for you as well. Uh, I mean, introduce a single. Matter of fact, what single you want us to play? For sure. Well, if anything, we got to get Cater in there. Cater's been going off on radio for a long while this year. If you haven't heard it, it's off my new album, Pillow Talk. We got Cater featuring 2 Chains, And it's a vibe produced by Hitmaker. Yeah. So let's get into it. Walk in, smell like bond, I'm a Nina. Cater to me and I'm going to make you Aquafina. Met in Miami and she have Latina. And to me, an old school is a mother... Yeah. You been on your crown and the way you shine. I'm falling in love. Swallow my pride. No one alive's gonna separate us. Sit it on your lap. I massage your back anytime you had a long day. You about your check and I show respect because I know you counted five ways. Ooh. 